right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. Do you yeah, think, man. Was, do you think Prince was gay? Prince, um, he was probably a little bit of everything. He was uh, one of them, one of them pansexuals. I think he just liked to fuck. There's, there's people yeah. like that. Like, I knew some bodybuilders in the Navy that I don't think they were gay. I just think they like to fuck things. Like they like to dominate things. Have we yes. talked about this before? Or was that with somebody else? I don't else? know. I didn't. Like they just want to like grab somebody in passing by the neck and fuck. Really hope I'm really hoping that this is a distant story and not a close close to home no, story not for really. you. It's just you know I got when, by when a guy we're in like the Navy. when we're trying to figure somebody out and like you know yeah. what makes them tick and why they are the way they are, yeah, and why they hang out with like the same like skinny dude all the time that mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't otherwise be friends with. It's like oh they're probably uh-huh. fucking. Yeah, I guess that's something that, yeah. You know? And it doesn't occur to me because I'm like a, 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 a hayseed. What does that mean? Like some, like a, I wouldn't say sheltered, but like, you know, not not up with uh, the cosmopolitan lifestyle of, you know, just having sex with whatever. Having sex in people's At least butts, not at yeah. that point. Now I'm a completely changed man. You're now a different I, guy I'll, now. You know, I'll. I'll put my dick in a fucking pool filter. Oh, I thought you were really, really thought you know. No, I'm a Catholic now. I gotta. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I guess in meat space, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've uh-huh. I've never been. I. The years between my my divorce and meeting, um. My divorce and meeting the girl that I was. <laughs> I with love for the a idea while. of you going. My divorce, and then my second divorce, yeah, and, then, it, it, and then my third. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> second time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, actually, I should I should just send you a wedding invitation. I would, yeah. Depending on when it is, I'd love to make it up. I was I October. Love to make it up. I was early October. That sounds great. Okay, get you out of the hurricane path. That yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> Instead October, of hitting like a category five, October. you can come up here and when it's a category two. Yeah, and it's freezing up there. I fucking I no, gotta tell October, you, man. Early October. I nice hate up Massachusetts. Here. I hate Massachusetts. Well, there's plenty really of reasons do. to hate it, but the weather's I just, actually not bad. It's one of my least favorite states in the entire that I've ever been to. Yeah, it's it's an acquired it taste. Stinks. Yes, that's a great way to put it. It's like a can of sardines. That state. That uh, like I know that Yankee is kind of a derogatory term uh, for most of the world, but there really is like a Yankee provincialism here that I've, yes, I I've embraced. Like I get it. Yes, um, I do think that there is a distinct difference between. I think that uh, Southerners say Yankee to describe a, a much more vague thing than what a Yankee actually is. Yeah, and I think that. 
a Yankee best describes the types of people from Massachusetts. Yeah. Whereas whereas New think, York City is yeah. cosmopolitan. Yeah. It's a, yep. it's a different they're both left elite groups, but they are distinctly different. The old Southern planting class that, you know, that elite class that mirrors the Yankee, the Yankee of Massachusetts, who were the doctors and surgeons and inventors. It's a different class of elites in the in a different economy of the North as opposed to the we South. We still maintain these little cultural flourishes that I think are unique to this region. Like yes, the way that we, you know, the, the card games that have like playing card games that have been passed down generations that, yes. you know, people in other, other regions are like, what the fuck is, uh, yes. You know, uh, what's the, what's the one I just fucking played? Uh, it's like, it's a number 43 or well, something. The other weird thing about Yankee culture is that there are those little esoteric games that are passed in at family gatherings. Yes. Yep. That's like a very specific Yankee cultural, like people from the South are going, well, I play games at fa- family gatherings. No, you don't yeah. understand. These are like, you know, the way that Masons encode esoteric knowledge into like little poetry. Oh yeah. These games, Games contain esoteric knowledge about yeah. the Yankee lineage mm-hmm. in question. Yeah, like it's. I know exactly what you're talking about because I got a lot of friends from Eastern Pennsylvania, and that reaches into that region. That still yeah. reaches into that region. Oh yeah, and it 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 gets passed down, and like it's been passed down to me, and I'll probably pass them down to my kids. It's the little cultural flourishes. That, yeah, uh, it's Yankee, it's not all Yankee bad. It's mostly flourishes. bad, and we're mostly terrible people. It's but. Talmudism for people <laughs> from New England. <laughs> New England Talmudism. <laughs> it's New England Talmudism. Yeah, it's very yeah. to my as a. I would describe myself. See, New Yorkers. I don't know if people. I really don't know if people outside of our very specific regions understand the vast differences between the Yankee and the the New York cosmopolitan. Yeah. But like. They're massively different when when there's this notion that that uh, like uh, New Yorkers have no culture. It's you cannot say that about the Yankee Massachusetts person. They have a tremendous amount of culture. We have our own like architecture. We have our own, um, you know, like I said, uh, pastimes. Um, You have weird puritanical sensibilities. And now they just happen to be pointed leftward. Yeah, you know? pointed, although maybe uh, they always were very authoritarian, like left authoritarian. Yes, which honest to goodness, I think probably helps. I'm us not one of these lot. guys who Insulates. goes. I'm not. I'm not one of these guys who goes. Protestantism is why people are transgender today. No, but I will say that the particular traits of Puritanism, especially like the rugged individual thing, mm-hmm. um, that is that. Absolutely carries over to Yankee culture. Suffering through uh, work as a virtue. Yes, suffering through work as a virtue. And again, with Southerners, it's very different because the the Northern version of this is, you know, there's that sort of nation building thing. Yeah. Uh, that that exists, and this is, you know, the Bushes were from fucking Massachusetts, so that's the only reason why a guy with a accent from Texas. Oh yeah, Connecticut. Whatever. Same fucking place. <laughs> Honestly, there's no di- 
Connecticut is where the Yankee families from New York were forced out of when the cosmopolitan no, Jews and Connecticut Chinese. Connecticut is like the Mason Dixon line between a New Yorker and a Yankee. Well, I just know a lot of those old New Yorkers live up there. Yeah, yep. They got uh, like the Dutch families and like, stupid yeah, like rich place in Connecticut. Maybe ship owning, ship owning Jews yeah. <laughs> in the 1600s. <laughs> Lived up there. Actually, there are a lot of Jewish communities up there, and I really uh, do believe the it's Forbes got something family. to do with elitism. Yeah, the Forbes family's up there. Yeah, they own um, they own like three of the largest islands besides like Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. I was like, unbelievable. Looking at a map of Massachusetts, and I see these little islands off the uh, off the south coast, and I'm yeah. like, I've never heard of these islands before, and they have they have a population of like thirty people, and they all work for the Forbes family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cr- which you know that thing that Hitler said about the Armenians? Nobody remembers the Armenians. Do you, do you know this phrase? No, I don't think I've heard this. Okay, well, uh, he um, in 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 speaking on like the victory of certain cultures over other cultures, um, Hitler was was um, he was basically talking about the Ottomans' removal of the Armenians, um, and he was basically saying, you know the way that uh, the Ottomans were able to get rid of their internal problem was ideal because nobody c- cries over the Armenians. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks about them. Well, I really do genuinely believe a similar statement could be applied to the old Yankee, to the, the rural northerner. The rural northerner. There are two distinct, like the ru- people are always, people from the south are generally can be very surprised when they go to a place like like Massachusetts, Utica, <laughs> New York, or you know, like an upstate New York or a, or a rural ten, Massachusetts, ten miles inshore, and find like cattle e- farms and and they're basically fields. people from Tennessee are out there. I mean, there's no, there is no distinguishing difference between the two. So I, I've always thought that just as the Southerners, you know, you had the white Southerner who made up the vast majority of the population in the South, but then you had the Southern elites who were the slave owners. I really do feel like you see a similar thing that goes on between the old Yankee and the rural Northerner who's kind of placeless. Yeah, the the rural northerner will defend the the old Yankee with his life against his class yeah. interests. It's Same like with a the poor French southerner. Thing. It's like a medieval elite. French thing. Yeah. Where, yep. <laughs> where outside of Paris is all like guys who eat bugs and frogs and they will <laughs> die for those people in Paris, yeah. but God, they have no idea yeah, when, why. When the levies are raised, they're the first ones in line. <laughs> Yeah, and they have no idea why they defend these guys. They do it out of a sense of like that again, that puritanical honor culture. Yeah, you know, like well, it's, we're the we're this we're the peasantry of this group. You know, and at the same time, they still have the concept of patrimony, like land. They certainly did blood and soil and all that. And this is a disappearing cultural uh, 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 bisection because it really is being replaced every day by. Vietnamese people or like, you know, Venezuelan, like it's just, they are like other groups just because New York is a, a place where immigrants move to 
especially the city. And, you know, New York might as well be the Northeast in this conversation. We're just contrasting it with the South in this conversation. And I know from my experience, like what the Yankee of New York is being replaced with is a very kind of cosmopolitan new American. And this is what is being called Yankee. Uh, A citizen of the world. A citizen of the world. Yes. A citizen of the world. And my God, that is a frightening entity because it is the most sept- it is the most susceptible to psychological attack it's totally rootless there's no there there's only notions of culture in individuals of that category like especially if you can trace it well, well i've worked in a startup a tech culture. startup for a very long time and these sorts of folks are the ones who work in these jobs and you find just a kind of everything is vague attachment is bad. It's very, which is again, not how Yankees are. That's you'll, not how you'll Yankees never are. find any type of common. Like if you come from an ethnic background or, um, or, or a strong cultural background of any, of any kind that's, you know, indigenous to whatever your area is, you will never have, you'll never hold a conversation that goes anywhere above like just, surface level vapidity 100 percent, 100 percent. it's a it's it's something that i think needs to be considered when we think about the death of the nation i don't really i don't want to take a stand on whether or not america's over though we have been predicting it for a few years now um i think every single year we predict it's going to end within five the white pill is that the people who kind of maintain that idea of, uh, you know, passing down these little cultural flourishes and the idea of um, patrimony and that your fan, like you are, anybody, anybody can be like the the seed of their family dynasty and take a more historical approach to yeah. the the concept of starting a family. And um, you have to really dig deep as for a blueprint for because it's been a couple generations since people have actually cared about that. But that's kind of what I'm what I'm kind of trying to lay the foundation for right now. You know, not to say that I'm going to be like a, you know, a fucking oil tycoon with with an empire or anything. But um, it's just something that I'm keeping in mind when I'm figuring out, do I want to sell this house or do I want to keep it? And have it be like a family rental and then leave it to my kids someday. And I'm 35 and I have no kids. And that's that's been bothering me a lot too. And well, I know- you could be a 55-year-old English monarch without any kids. Yeah, and just you know leave it to my firstborn Your nephew uncle. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can all could fight for it. Think about it. There were kings of England who had less than you. I know. but And that that, that situation will be remedied within the year. Powerful. Uh, not not having kids, but being well on the way. That's true. And I'm always up for adoption if you want to do a trial yeah. run. Yep. Yeah, I got to finish, gotta I gotta finish my, my basement. You, you got to take a number for who's moving into my basement. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. At the deli I like counter. the idea of you opening up an Airbnb and that being the next thing that makes you want to put a shotgun into your mouth. <laughs> There's so much liability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I went to Las Vegas over the weekend. 
Oh yeah, how was that? Um, uh, I went to go to Sick New World. Uh, it was a concert festival that was being held out there. All right. Headlined by System of a Down. Also had some appearances by Corn, uh, Deftones, bands oh like my that, God. bands of that nature. Oh, um, that sounds it was a powerful amazing. Time. It was great. It was a fucking cool time, man. Just um, early 2000s new metal paradise. Yeah, it was weird. It was new metal and industrial. I don't know why they chose those two genres to go together, but they did. Um, no Rammstein, which would have been pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, he's, he's all done. The lead singer of Rammstein's like a farmer in Germany. Is that right? What a yeah. way to go. Yeah, he's just like, I do feel like the the sort of the platonic path of every German, you know, ought to be eventually you have a dairy farm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I saw something on YouTube where, like, uh, they're interviewing just people in the town that he grew up in, and, like, he's back there. And they're all like, yeah, we see him every once in a while. He, like, you know, makes deliveries here and there, and he's just, like, wow. chilling. God bless. Yeah, good for him. God bless. I would love to be able to retreat. That's my I do goal. Feel, I do feel that, before I continue my story, that there was something that you had mentioned about there's been a few generations since the, I guess we could probably boil it down further to say the, the Northeastern Caucasian has had an attachment to those particular parts of culture. Um, I'd probably say since about World War II because, you know, so many things were lost and scattered around that period of time. We probably lost a lot in terms of that. I always feel like the attempt to resurrect that uh, can be very like neo-pagan in the sense that you it it's incredulous. Like you hear the steps to approaching the resurrection of the culture and it just sounds a little bit incredulous. Um, do you feel where I'm coming from on that? Or am I, I just the first cynical? thing I thought when you said that was uh, I went to the graveyard the other day um, in the next town over from me, which is where my mother's side grew up, like Mayflower. Mayflower family. Um, Water they, Park or whatever. It's probably one of a name like that, right? It's probably, no, it's actually very, uh, very English. A, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Worcestershire. Yeah, We're going yeah. to Worcestershire this evening. <laughs> no, uh, well, the town next to me, I'll, I'll tell you, is uh, it's Hanover. So very oh, German. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. It's the Brits trying to, trying to Germanize everything. Did you everything. call your grandmother? She's in New Brunswick today. Yeah. Yep. Um, but at the graveyard, uh, there's an old section and a newer section and the old section is split up by family plots. So you can find one name. We'll just say it's, uh, I don't know. We'll say it's like Jocelyn and, um, you'll, you could throw a rock in any direction in that graveyard and hit a, hit a marker with Jocelyn on it. Okay. And, um, and actually my, on my on my mother's side, I have a familial plot that I could be Whoa. buried in. So I was like thinking about that. Look, like visiting my grandfather's grave, and um, on my maternal grandfather's grave, and thinking about like maybe I do want to be buried here. And like, I just felt like that would be the most connected thing I could do. And yeah. like, re- really had some of that blood and soil coursing through my <laughs> through my Yankee veins. <laughs> you know, it really does occur to me that this is not how Catholics are buried in this country. It's just no. very different. No, it's very different. I think. Yeah, I've never no. heard of a family plot. You know, how Catholics no, get buried by race. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because now I'm every Catholic cemetery in New York I'm thinking about was an ethnic cemetery. Like, there's a cemetery for Italians. There's a cemetery for the Irish. There's a cemetery for the Germans. And it might be because of the saint. It might be based on the saint the place is named after. I literally don't know. But no, a family grave, which is weird because you think a lot of Catholics are what, like Mediterranean? You know that old Dan Carlin when he talks about Julius Caesar? It's one of my favorite parts of Dan Carlin ever doing hardcore history. He describes like the wall of heads in Caesar's house, the masks, the death masks. Oh, where yeah. You can yeah. like. Go over to the wall and he's like, oh, that's my great grandfather. And he killed 42,000 uh, Macedonians in a war. And then that's my great grandfather. And he killed 200 million Numidians. <laughs> and you're like, wow, what am I going to do? Yeah, Catholics don't have that, even though Mediterraneans seem to. Catholics don't do not do that. We just kind of go, what area are you from? Italy? Okay, go. With it. Oh, and also your criminal status, evidently, because... I do feel like in the graveyard that I grew up near was entirely, you can look it up, St. John's Cemetery. Um, I grew up near there when I was very young. And it, uh, it houses every notable gangster in New York City history. And they're all near one another. You got Lucky Luciano's in there. You got the Gaudis are all in there. They get buried near one another, I guess. Yeah, I... It, it's got to be the same idea as like a as as a you know the plot idea, except like you said, ethnic. Yeah, your parish. Yeah, yeah, yep. Your parish. Yeah, I have would a parish you think it'd be your parents, down the street but, yeah. from me, which I was oh, yeah. also like thinking about death and being like, maybe I want to get buried there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think you. There's no rule about where, and I do think the family plot one is kind of cool. You can all, you know, you can all rot together and form the same tree. That's yeah, very exactly. nice. Yeah. That's very nice. That's your literally your family tree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very beautiful. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see yeah, if, one of us will we'll die and, and we'll figure I'll out die. how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went to Las Vegas for the concert. It was a good time. It was 125 degrees. I liked the city of Las Vegas. I was there for less than 24 hours. I just wanted to go to the concert and go home. Um, so I didn't get to see Vegas much. Uh, Vegas is a weird place. I was instantly disgusted by many aspects of it. Like the fact that they have slot machines in the airport. I was like, this isn't very nasty. This is just tacky. And that wasn't very good. Um, overall it was this, I'm going to, I'm rating Las Vegas a six out of 10. I think as the proliferation of gam of legalized gambling becomes more prevalent, the novelty yeah. of Las Vegas is going to yes. lose its. Uh, it's going by way of luster. either Phoenix, Arizona, or Detroit, Michigan, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. There's no novelty in it anymore. We just, I mean, Massachusetts just opened up a, a medium-sized casino, and uh, you, you know, could the go first, to see a lot of magicians. Yeah, and and they have good concerts too. Do they? Yeah, like usually the ones around here are, are really good concert venues. You get a lot of magicians out there in Massachusetts? No, it's like blue man group type crap mostly. Oh. You know, performances. I, I want to go and beat up the guys from the blue man group, dude. Yeah, I just I have no I hate one. them. You ever go see them? No, no. I've gotten I've gotten invites and I've just never been interested. I saw them one time. Was it on a date? No, it was with my mother. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
My mother likes that kind of stuff. Well, you're obligated. I went to go see it, and I thought, and I also saw Wicked. Same oh, day. Oh yeah, it was a wild day. Yeah, they both suck. Yeah, they both suck. The Blue Man Group is fucking dumb. Oh my God, look at him! He's fucking smacking a toaster against the gong, and that's the song. Bung da bung da bung da. Shut up, fucking losers. Yeah, it's uh. My mom and I, you know what game? My mom and I would play. What race is the guy behind the blue? <laughs> I'm not joking. Me and my mom would. Me and my mom when I'm 11 years old. Me and my mom would go. My mom would go. What do you think that guy is? And we would, you know, this start. That's that started very early, <laughs> because you truly, honest to God, you truly. When someone is painted completely blue, and they have a bald head, yeah, you literally can't tell what race they are. It's almost impossible. Yeah, I wonder if it's that's how like- they should train those Chinese cameras. That scan your face. They should train them on <laughs> Blue Man Group stuff. Ugh. Yeah, you really can't tell. Fucking, I don't know. Just pick up some of the cum that's on their fucking drum set when they're banging away at it. Send it into Ancestry.com. Yeah, <laughs> and it is cum. It is. It cum. really is cum, just and it really is an color. excuse for. Uh, adults to to be cummed on in public is what it's what it is. Yeah, that's it's what that's it is. It's it a starts. donkey show, but for you know for white women, <laughs> middle aged yeah, middle aged white women yeah. Um, <laughs> what do I got here? Well, we got to talk about some news today. Uh, um, even on an over the line. Uh, well, I think this is the main episode. Oh, all right. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Switch up, yeah, switch up. All right, never mind. I guess I'll start trying. Oh, wait. No, that's the wrong theme. I got to do this one. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That's right. You asked for it. You asked for it, ladies and gentlemen, and we brought it. We're bringing it back. And even if you didn't TLA ask Nation, for it, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're getting TLE Nation today. TLE Nation, 25 minutes into the episode, and I don't have a lot of things to talk about this week. Aaron, thank you for joining me on TLE Nation. It's an honor to have you on as a guest on this fine show. I'm honored to Did be you? here. There's uh, nowhere else I'd rather be on a That's live so on a sweet. Wednesday. That's so sweet of you. I really appreciate that. Firstly, I'd like us to meditate on a theme, on a theme. George Soros tweets, I am alive and healthy. He's back. He's back, everybody. Our guy is back. a few weeks, we thought that he died. He's back. So we could still conceivably entertain the idea of maybe some ESG funding. I he's back. So we'll paint ourselves I, blue. Mm-hmm. We'll shave our heads and we'll say we're trans women. The blue them the blue them group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The blow them group. Yeah, yeah the blow we'll, them group. So we're we'll, the yeah, we're the blow them group. Throw some and cum around. We, we see what kind of noises dildos can make when you hit them on different things. Yep. And then Soros uh, could be like, here is $68 million. 
we can say that we hire equitably, but nobody would ever be able to check. Yeah, Carr's a German Jew. We, we would nobody that. would be able to check. We could just say whatever we want. I yeah, could do we'd whatever. Be blue. I, yeah. That's right. Nobody would be ever be able to tell because everywhere we go, we go blue. Yeah. I I like that idea. I think that's a source of funding we should uh explore. Um everybody's doing it. Everybody's getting their DEI nut. What's the Oh yeah, that's hey, that's a great segue into a piece of news. We got a war on DEI going on in Florida, man. It's oh, yeah. Nobody's really getting their serious. DEI nut in Florida. Not one. You aren't even allowed to say DEI in the state of Florida at this point, my man. Not allowed to say gay. Not allowed to say diversity, equity, or inclusion. Can't say race. Yeah, you can't talk about any of that stuff anymore as far as I understand. Catapulted to the moon. You know, I got to tell you, Ron DeSantis has made a lot of changes. I don't see any money in my wallet. No, he's not. I don't that- see a fucking dollar bill in my wallet. Not one. I have not one. And the road down the street hasn't been fixed. Ron DeSantis, what are you doing? I see you're giving a lot of money to the education system. A lot of money is going to the education system. I'm not going to be t- having my kids go to public education, Ron. So why you might are you be able to pay administrators there? off in order to get them to not say gay or DEI, but when are you going to pay us off? When are you going to pay me off to not be a problem in the primaries, Ron? Yeah. When are you going to pay me off, Ron? Yep. We got a big because dick to swing around. I have been saying for a while now that this guy's been doing a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of signing his signature, but I don't see my money in my wallet. That's what it comes down to. I don't see the prices of rent going down. I don't see the I don't see the employment rate going up. We'll see with the E-Verify. Ron, that would be strike three. Yeah. That would be strike three, Ron. And How did this and E-Verify I'm, thing get into the zeitgeist? You know, I don't know because nobody knew about it until the day after it passed, and then everybody became an E-Verify expert. Um and did you see there's already videos going around from by accounts called like Nikki Freed's Big Tits and whatever that there's just like they're taking pictures of job sites and there's nobody on the job sites? Guys, I've lived in Florida for one year. There's never anybody on the job sites. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how it works. There's nobody on the fucking job sites. Don't take a video in the middle of the day and say there's nobody on the job sites. It's 207 degrees outside. We have a lot of problems here because Ron DeSantis is doing a whole lot of this is when they call him a fascist. I always shake my hand and I go, God damn, those fascists are really good at propaganda. They're really good at putting something on the TV and making me believe it. Yeah, when the rubber meets the road though, I mean, I'm I'm not experiencing fascism. Are you experiencing fascism? I don't I see the to. money in my wallet. Yeah. The whole point of fascism is we're going to give you money as long as you put the national interest or I guess the state of Florida's interest above your capital interest. Where's my fucking money, Ron? Yep. Where is my fucking money? Don't Biden me. Don't Joe Biden my wallet, Ron. Don't tell me you're going to give me a couple thousand dollars and then make it illegal for me to play Steely Dan louder than usual in my car on the highway. Yeah. Yep. Don't it's do a it. give and take. 
Yeah, and I'm feeling a lot of take from Mr. DeSantis, a lot of take. We talk all about how teachers are making too much money. They don't deserve it. Kick them out and make them dig ditches for a living. And all Ron DeSantis seems to be doing is putting more money into education. And maybe it's not going to the teachers' wallets, but it's going to the finance departments. And guess what? I don't believe in public education. I think it stinks. I think it's really bad, and it's really bad and terrible. I'm going to say those things. So I don't want to pay for it, Ron. Take whatever money you're giving those teachers and just give it to you instead. I would it's not much that rather, hard. I would much rather Ron DeSantis personally take that money than give it to education. Is he, uh, good. is he doing anything about extorting a little more from Disney, or is he completely outflanked? He's back in the courts. He's back in the courts because they did the thing where they said, you know, it's going to be 75 more years until we give up power because we're going to, whenever 37 years after Charles the 34th dies, we're going to do our thing and you'll give the, get the land back. They did that and everybody was like, what the fuck does that even mean? So now they're in the courts again. So he's fighting. Ron DeSantis is doing some things, but I don't see the fucking money in my wallet. That's what I mean. I don't see the money in my wallet. So he's, he's, not, he's not a failure. He's doing a good job. But I'm seeing a lot of money go to a lot of places that aren't my wallet. A lot of places. That's it. You know. I'm, I'm going to be real libertarian again in a pragmatic way. I want my fucking money. I want my fucking money. It's my money. It's not yours. You're not doing anything good with it. Yeah, I don't I don't want to hear about oh unrealized expenditures because now you're not paying as much in in the future. I don't give a fuck about the future. My wallet is empty right now. Right now it's empty. Right now I need money to go to Cabo. I'm an American citizen. I deserve to be able to go to Cabo. Do you want to go do you want to retire in Boca Raton someday? Yes. Well, it's not, it, I mean, that's looking like a pretty fucking slow process now. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. It's I being, want my it's fucking beachside condo in Boca. Boca beachside, yes. With all my Jews, with all my yep. Jewish community right there fucking next to me. shuffleboard and Ugh. pools. Comedy and at night. Bernice is up. It's going to be mm-hmm. a lovely time. Yeah. Yep. Tom Collins every morning I wake up with a Tom Collins every evening I go to bed with a shot of Bailey's that's life and that's what Ron DeSantis is preventing me from achieving mm-hmm. Cabo trips to Cabo Boca Raton condo boom that's life with my with my bitch of a redheaded ex-wife that I gotta write checks to every month because our son is 23 and still doesn't have a job yeah Yep. Focus and then you'll on be... the way, baby. And Ron DeSantis needs to get the fuck out of the way and stop sending money to the Okeechobee Department of Education. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care what they do out there in Okeechobee. I need money in my wallet right the fuck now. Yeah, fuck the panhandle. Fuck them. That's actually, that's a lake in the middle of Florida. But yeah, fuck the, who cares? Tallahassee? Go and grow a, a carrot or whatever you do up there, dummies. Give me my money. Floribama's all right. I, I plan on living in Floribama. Do you? Yeah. All right. That's that's my retirement spot. Not Boca. 
No, I mean, if if I make some real money, maybe Boca. But, uh, you know. You won't make any real money because Ron DeSantis sure isn't going to fucking sign your check for you. No, no. He's not going to help. I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, in, in 10 to 20 years, we'll have a couple more sites and I'll be breaking in the, that equity. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I doubt it. All yeah. right. Let's get to the next segment. It's time for news. America's news. Oh, hell yeah. Hey. Welcome to Bird Watching. Aaron, thanks for being a guest on Bird Watching, our podcast, Inside a Podcast, Inside a Podcast. Thank you. Wow. <clears throat> you look great, buddy. I like the suit. Um, hey, uh, my, yeah. where the fuck is Car Campit? I don't know. I th- see, I went into this thinking this was an OTL, but then I realized that's tomorrow. Um, that's tomorrow. So my question would be, where the fuck is Car? Well, that's a great question. And while you remind me, I'm going to do some advertisements for our show. First of all, Blue Chew. Need a fat dick? Type in Aaron Yo. at BlueChew.com for your dick. marital aid. For yeah. your marital aid. You want to cut glass with your dick? With the tip of your dick? Blue Chew. Aaron in uh, the code. Just oh, that is that there. the code now? It's not that my code's code. Aaron. It's Aaron. Uh, so that gives you 10% off, but if you want 15%. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'll got the timestamp. All right. The- no, no, I'll, I'll refrain. All right. I'll be good. All right. Um, and then our other advertiser today is going to be MeUndies. What is it? MeUndies. What's that? I don't know. They don't send us anything. They tell us advertise. I haven't gotten a paycheck yet. I think it's underwear. Mormon underwear or regular? I don't know. I want to advertise uh, Milwaukee tools. Let me tell you about the Milwaukee M18 set. It's a weed whacker, a hedge trimmer, and a pole saw combo kit. So that'll be good for Mother's Day. Father's Day. Well, I was thinking about, you know, pubes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trimming the bushes. Yeah. Uh, All right. That was my was bomb of the year. Um, <laughs> let's let's, uh, move, let's move forward. Um, so today we are going to uh, discuss. Oh, yeah, one more advertisement, everybody. If you're looking at your uh, timeline, your your news feed, your RSS feed, however you listen to us, there's going to be a couple of episodes of the Scarlet Thread Society on there. Pause has been gracious enough to give us another dump. Um, also you'll be having an episode with me and Aaron. If you wanted to listen to more of this on the Patreon and then also an episode with craters. <laughs> yeah. Some real bombs. If you want to listen to me bomb more and then some amazing El Pulpo content. Oh shit. Yeah. So the boy is coming on. So and you could go over there and give me money and yeah. Where has he so. been? He's chilling. He's chilling. All you'll right. see. You'll see. All right. All right. Go on the Patreon. Pay me money. Um, I, I am actually <laughs> two days ago. Are you a, I am are you finally a, a Patreon subscriber? subscriber. <laughs> so that goes to me. 
Just so you uh, know, that's going to me. I sent, I sent you a nice message places. too. Oh wow! Seriously, great. Yeah, I did. I yeah. said, I, I'm giving you ten bucks a month. Get the main account of fucking blue check. Ah, okay. Got to do it. You got to do okay. it. Okay. I wanted this to get Giuseppe you a blue check. Bucks. I don't know if I can have multiple blue checks, but you know what? Well, Fine. I'm giving. Well. I'll, That's fine. About, if I do twenty bucks a month, no, it's not Giuseppe amount of the and- money. It's not an amount of money thing. It's just I don't know if technically Elon Musk allows me to have multiple with the same phone number. I don't know, but I will prefer, I will prefer, the website to Giuseppe. Unless all the Patreon listeners disagree with that, maybe I'll put a poll up. Maybe I'll put a poll up. I think you just look at the metrics. I mean, if if Giuseppe came out with an absolute banger. Yeah. That got him like a hundred thousand followers, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that's I true. Mean, we, 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 we gotta be uh that's it's all about company loyalty. It's uh yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna investigate it. We're gonna look into it, we're gonna get it done. We're gonna get it done. I expect that um, report on my desk by Thursday. Sure, sure. <laughs> so as I was saying, I was on uh an airplane to go to Las Vegas for a concert and um so, uh, you know, your boy, luckily one thing your boy was able to do when he put the contract together, um, for our employment here at this company was I get to slip in a once in a year, first class flight of my choice. Oh, at any national destination. Did you get a hot towel? I got it all. I got it oh. all. I got it all. I took a first class flight to and fro Las Vegas. Thanks. What airline? To- American Airlines, because I'm an American, and that's what it said to do on the uh, on the contract. And this yeah, had nothing to do with any sort of work trip or anything. This is just, you know, the podcast um, set it up. So, all right, um, all right, yeah. So I got that done, and uh, you know, I'm I'm living it up. I'm living it up. I have a Burger King crown on my head. Um, <laughs> I've got, I've got it all. I get a lovely soppy Burger King crown from the hot towel. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I get, he brings the hot towel over. I'm such a fucking animal. I go, what's this for to him? And he explains it's for warming my hands. My hands weren't very cold. So I ended up dotting my forehead with it and giving it right back to him immediately. Right back to him, which I thought was very patrician. Yeah. He um, probably rolled his eyes like all the way back sure in his head. Like I, yeah, I'm such it's a like, hick, you yeah. fucking pleb. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. I uh, had a great, lovely time. And then there was the meal. Okay. The meal, dude. I didn't fucking know this, but on first class, they give you the meal on the oh, fucking yeah. plane, dude. It's fire. So I go and I am having the meal, which was a lovely short rib. With a little bit of mac and cheese on the side and a Fuck nice yeah. shrimp salad. It was a lovely fucking thing, man. Yeah, I'm that's... eating my stuff and I spot a packet of something kind of wedged between my tray and the pullout tray attached to the chair. And I go, what is this packet? Well, it turned out it was an olive garden Olive oil and vinegar mixed package. Ooh. You know, like a little something like they like they have yep. um, it, for ketchup, but for olive oil and vinegar mixed all in Nothing one. Nothing but the best. That was fucking high class, brother. Yep. 
but it wasn't all good. So I pierce gently and carefully, treating everything with expert care. I pierce the little package to be able to just gently get a little olive oil and vinegar on my shrimp salad. You got to be very careful with that. You got to be very careful with that. It's oil. And I learned I learned it the hard way. So uh. I'm opening up the package and I've opened it up and I see a, dri- a dribble, a little dribble when I turn it over, a little dribble so I go it's open. I apply a little bit of pressure. A, just a tad of pressure. And, and the dribble doesn't change. So I'm like, what's going on here? Did I get, is this a false flag? I push even harder. I'm really squeezing now, trying to get the olive oil and vinegar to come out of this thing, and I'm getting nothing but a tiny little dribble. And then I catch a glimmer out of the corner of my eye. And I look up, and I see that my pressure actually is forcing olive oil and vinegar out of the package, but from a separate hole in the top and where did it land now which is now rapidly spraying all over the guy on the opposite side of the aisle in front of me wow it's spraying all fucking over this guy's arm all over the chair oh my god the guy behind him's jeans get hit and I am fucking mortified. I yeah. am absolutely mortified. You might then, as well have just like came on him. It was exactly that feeling. Yeah, it's like you're jacking off in first class. You shoot your load and you accidentally hit the guy next to you. It's exactly like that feeling. So I'm, and you know, dumb me. I don't even stop the pressure immediately when I see the glimmer because I didn't register. It was only by the time my stupid eyes got over to the place where the pitter-patter was hitting down that I stopped. So I about cleared this package of oil and vinegar all over brother's jeans and other brother's entire, entire gray sweater. Did you get away with it? My heart was sunk into my chest. It was really low because I thought I was about to get double teamed by two angry fucking guys. Your adrenaline's up. You're sweaty. More sweaty. And I look and I go, oh, my God. He doesn't know. So the guy behind the main spray, the guy who got the main spray, the guy behind him whose jeans I hit, he was asleep. And he must have had sleep apnea because he was... like a zombie dude like a zombie so he was knocked the fuck out probably dmt tripping on the plane dude insane stuff the guy who got the spray on the on the elbow part of the sweater the sweater prevented him from feeling the spray directly oh so he i'm looking at him for two or three seconds two or three seconds Nothing. And then I see him move and I go audibly. I go and he moves and he touches his elbow. Uh. And he's touching his elbow for like two or three seconds, scrubbing it. And then he puts his hand back. No more movements. I got away with it. You killed him. I was absolutely terrified that I was going to get 
beaten the fuck out of for an for an accident. Yep. You were gonna be and on I, world star hip hop. And I didn't have the heart. I didn't have the heart, despite the fact that if you're now looking from my perspective at the seats, you would have to really be looking for it. But once your eyes land on the spot, it looks like I killed the grape. It looks like I skinned a grape alive all over these two chairs, this guy's jeans. And if his jacket or if his hoodie was 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 more white and less gray, you would have been able to see what would appear to have been a gigantic stain all over this guy's sweater. And I did not have it in me. I did not have it in my heart to say anything about it. And I don't know if I regret that or not, but it does make me go, wow, I just ruined someone's sweater. They'll never know it was me. I got away with the crime. Was I supposed to say something? Or am I supposed to just... Go about my merry Never, way. Like, if and this let him were twenty wonder. years ago, I would say, "Yeah, you probably could have said, hey, man, I am so sorry.' Nowadays, you'll get stabbed. You'll just get stabbed, that even on first fear. class." Yeah. And you know what? My honesty is not worth me being killed. No, nope. It's not we're worth we're it done. To me. Those days are done. People are low fucking trust animals. Society. Low tr- yep. Low trust first class society. I, and I do I feel that my my keeping silent renders me culpable for some sort of sin? Yes, yes, yep. I do. You can talk it and over you know during what? confession. I'm sorry about that. I was afraid for my life. It's not a mortal sin. It's not a mortal sin. Nope. So, I'm uh, not what's, going what's to hell. The word they use. Not it's a, a venial sin. sin. Venial sin. That's right. It's a. I'm not going to hell over this. I'm sorry about it. And you know what? If that guy sent me a friendly email and he said, hey, bud, I know it was you. I understand why you were afraid, but this has to be restituted. Pack your bags and fucking fly. (laughs) (laughs) Move into the Everglades and never be seen again. I'll I'll, I'll kindly email him back and I'll say, you know what? Thanks for being so understanding. I was truly afraid. How can I help? How can I restitute you? That would be the that would be a way to begin to build trust. But I uh. was shattered. I was broken. I was broken because I felt for a long time I lived in a society where I felt my natural charm, my ability to talk to people would allow me to be honest to myself and also get out of the consequences of my honesty. You know what and I mean? Ninety nine percent of the time that's the case. But not I'm not dur- flipping not that penny, that. yeah. I'm not flipping a hundred pennies for my life. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Low trust society and its consequences right there. And I don't absolve myself. That's the priest's job. And and an airplane is not the place to test the forgiveness of something. Right. That's true because I had another five hours, five fucking hours on the plane with this guy. And if he wanted to kill me slowly, he would have had the opportunity to. If he he would have slipped my throat. He's only going to get more angry. He's... and if you would have slit my throat, it would have taken at least two hours to land. And we'd be fucked. Because we were over the Sonora. You did the right thing from a uh, basic survival instinct perspective. That's how what I feel. And I'll go on to do good things another day. But today I did a bad thing. But I'm still here. You should repent. However, I do. You're, you're alive too. 
And that's how I feel. And I truly don't think most of my listeners will will disagree with this, but I think just like the toilet paper story, which I seem to not be able to live down despite the fact that I think that was also totally justified, I won't be able to live this one down either. So that's my uh, part of the segment. Um, You have my uh, understanding and empathy. Thank you. Which is that's not what I which need. I don't I don't grant very easily. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I squirted all over that guy in the airplane. Um I also noticed separately completely different topic. It is currently nearly the month of June. I think it's time we start planning the Halloween episode. <laughs> We're, somebody, we're back at some, we're back at the ten hour goal. Some, yeah, somebody tweeted. No, not tweeted. Somebody in our Patreon, and now you'll be able to interact with the Patreon listeners, which you should do because they're pretty fun. Um, even though there are many among them who are a gang of violent thugs. What you what I saw was uh, underneath the episode that I did, um, about. The AI voices. Um, there was a comment under there somewhere that was like, you could tell that Bird got really tired of doing the Halloween episode years ago. So it's <laughs> nice to hear him do something he's inspired to do again, which yeah. is just fucking nailed it right there. That's really how it is. I can't fucking stand the Halloween episode. Um, no, it's, but I, I can imagine that's just fucking dreadful. It's it is every time it's dreadful every time but I, but I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm literally I'm not kidding to the audience. I'm going to begin recording the Halloween episode now. Now so that I have the ability to be joyful in every single segment we go into and not feel rushed to put it out and I can properly plug in on Twitter and I can do all the things that need to be done cuz last year it went out with almost no ceremony which is funny cuz it had three times as many listens as the one before it so yeah. I don't know how that happens but yeah yeah um, it was definitely less housekeeping on that one it was yeah <laughs> none but I want more and I want the segments to be more memorable and I want there to be music interspliced between them that's unique and fun and I want it to be 8 hours of cool fun interesting stuff so to you patreon listener cynic that you are you were right uh, but I but I but I but I want to reignite my passion for it so I've literally booked my first halloween episode recording next week <laughs> getting started early as a commitment to the listeners. I was also thinking about giving the episode out to the Patreon people early or recording extra hours of segments for them. Probably do something like that. I don't know. They they deserve content. They deserve content. Um, they deserve something. They do dwell. They, you know. Um, probably. My last segment. Actually, this one applies. I'll, I'm going to take the wheel one more time here. Sit down. Let me tell you about the internet. <laughs> Brother, cowboys, welcome in. We are here. The timeline take master is somewhere else today, but I'm going to still do what needs to be done here. Um, first of all, I think the idea of an LED sun is fucking crazy. Second of all, second of all, and more importantly, Cash App founder Bob Lee attended underground sex drug parties <laughs> with the sister of his alleged 
killer. So is he not exactly guy? a robber baron. However, 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 a lot of the robber barons we've covered on this portion of TLE, a sub podcast within the sub series of Fagcast, known as Timeline Earth, we have discussed many tech titans. You know, many, many, many entrepreneurs, as the French would call them. This guy was one of them. In fact, he was the elite of the elite, and he curried a lot of sympathy when he was supposedly randomly killed on the streets of San Francisco. Of course, anybody with half a brain knew it wasn't random, and it had to be tied to something the guy did. But we're finally getting some clarity on what that was. Cash App founder Bob Lee, if you could get a more generic name, attended drug parties, sex parties in San Francisco's elite district with the sister of his accused killer after an argument about her. So this is very interesting. Um, the guy likes to go partying. The guy likes to do a lot of, obviously a lot of, you know, some people say deviant things. Some people say he was just having a good time. Reserving any judgment about that as we are an impartial podcast. Uh, it is quite interesting. Lee's death was initially believed to be a case of random violence in the city of San Francisco, a city where crime is soaring beyond the levels of just about any other city in America. It's a good and cover. His, his, it absolutely yeah, it is. is. And it's probably been the cover, by the way, of several of these kinds of incidents of lesser note, certainly. The friends of Bob Lee had begun suggesting that it was possible that the Cash, the cash App founders indulgent lifestyle among the upper echelon of the Bay Area elites, commonly cocaine and swingers, were found. The Wall Street Journal ended up reporting he was involved in uh, an underground party scene um, and, and floated around in some, some wealthy circles uh, that, that included some interesting folks, including... A guy named Kazar Momani. Kazar Momani. Yes, yes, you heard it. Yeah, you heard it. Kazar Momani. Um, famous plastic surgeon. Lee was, uh, 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 he was initially confronted by the sister of this plastic surgeon at a party. And an argument erupted in the early hours of April 4th. Lee was stabbed several times. Reportedly, Lee was begging for help before he collapsed near the Bay Bridge, which was 16 minutes from Kazar's apartment where he was stabbed. So he was walking through the streets, probably not even in his body anymore, stabbed to death, walking around, looking for help, and nobody helped him. And that's the kind of city San Francisco is. Uh, according to a friend... Lee was very passionate about his work, and he worked also on Venmo, by the way, and he had a career as a Google programmer. A lot of promise, but also in his spare time, he was involved in casual drug use and partying, taking ketamine, cocaine, traveling to raves all around the world. Honestly, sounds like he lived a pretty fun and interesting life, but he was a deviant. And many of his friends knew it. He partied with a lot of bigwigs. He had a drunken, handsy lifestyle. Uh, he was allegedly going through the separation, uh, from his wife, uh, his wife and Lee being the life of the party was with his friend, the sister of, uh, Kazar Mamani, whose name is Nima. Uh, Nima confronted Lee and asked 
if he and the sister of the killer doing drugs and other inappropriate things. Well, eventually they found out that Lee did have cocaine and ketamine inside of his body, which probably explained why he was wandering around like a zombie while he was stabbed to death. We got text messages that talk about their conversation. The ex-wife had denied that he was a party boy, never knew where the lifestyle was from. So this is very strange. Well, it turns out that Nima, Nima ended up stabbing this guy to death in the apartment of Kazar Momeni. Nima Momeni is the brother, and there's the sister as well. Um, yeah, so, it's a Persian blood feud. A Persian blood feud of sorts. So that was why this guy was probably stabbed. It was, I guess you could call it an honor killing in some cultures, yeah. they would might, might call it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't heard anything from the sister uh, who was doing the partying as well. Um, just some more background on the guy. He served as he was father of two. Uh, he served as a technology officer in Square. He lived in one of the most expensive neighborhoods in San Francisco. He was taken to a hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. It took him 16 minutes of ketaminedly walking around on the street to get uh, to a hospital. Um, he was described as being the good part of the city. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about there. Um, I don't know what uh, to take away from this other than that it's a hell of a story that I think uh, a lot of people kind of made assumptions about that weren't were clearly not true to my ears. But a lot of people wanted to believe that this guy was killed by Tucker Carlson's universe. You know what I mean? The... The, the rampant crime on the streets of the city of San Francisco, which certainly exists, but it didn't, it wasn't what happened in this guy's case. And yeah, everybody it wasn't was too a political assassination. That. No, and it wasn't, and you're absolutely right, it wasn't a political assassination either, so it wasn't a part of that Q universe of thought either. This was an honor killing between two tech elites. Silver lining? It's based. It's based. It is based. I'm glad that there's honor killings. <laughs> da, 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 da. I like ending it on that. I'm glad that there's honor killings. <laughs> These things are good. Yeah, I don't know. I have no opinion on it. I just thought it was quite interesting. You know, I could totally see where uh, somebody who was that enraged about the, uh, the uh, po- possible misleading and abuse of his sister. We don't know the entire story. I have no idea. This I mean, guy will get sent to jail forever. I think if, if you had to choose a flavor of murder and like have that be rampant throughout our society, honor you killings. can't do much better than honor killings. There's something about them. There's something about, so that's going to be the title of this episode. Something about honor killings. Very nice. Um, yeah, that's TLE nation, everybody. Um, and TLE also, uh, final thoughts, Aaron, Aaron, what do you think it is? Here's, here's something I wanted to get your take on. Um, and then feel free to close out with any final thoughts. I want to hear your take on Twitter's new CEO. Uh, I mean, I think Musk will still be the shadow in the background that kind of stays her hand whenever she's thinking about doing something a, a woman CEO would do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm neither, I'm neither disappointed nor nor scared nor um i'm not worried about it because i know that musk is 
at the end of the day, it's 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 Musk's platform. Wow, got a lot of belief. Got a lot of belief there. I'm, I'm, I like I'm that. Willing to plan trust. That's a real silver lining. The optimism yeah. right there. That's a real I'm silver willing lining. To plan trust. Okay, cool. Well, let's end it there. I'll see you on the over the line. We're gonna put that out so that'll check your Patreon feeds on Thursday for probably two episodes. Of that and an episode of Pulpo. Um, so that'll happen. And uh, yeah, there you go. Have a great day and keep two hands on the wheel. No, just the, <laughs> I like. We should just end it with, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>